Hey everybody and welcome to DCI number 23. I'm your host, Jonathan Miley. In this episode, Brian and I are talking to Jan Kozlowski, who's a designer on Starwall. Starwall is possibly the most amazing game that I've ever seen. You play a narwhal from space trying to stab other narwhals in the heart with your what apparently is a tooth. Um, I always thought it was a horn. Apparently it's a tooth. Um, so yeah, it's mind-blowing. It'll change your life, uh, as they say on their Kickstarter page. We talk about the game, obviously. We talk about their previous game, Marvin's Mittens. Um, we talk about all kinds of things associated with Star Wall, Just the Tip, which that's the subtitle. See, I told you, it's amazing. It you know, I, I should just shut up and not keep talking about it because we talk about it for an hour. So just listen to the interview. I hope you enjoy it. If you want to find out more about Dark Station, you can do that at darkstation.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that. We are darkstation underscore com. If you want to subscribe to us on iTunes, we are the Darkcast. While you're there, give us a review. Let us know what you think of the show. And uh, if you want to send us an email, you can do that at podcast at darkstation.com. And for more information about Starwall, just a tip, then check out the show notes for this episode. As always, thanks for listening. Now on with the show. Thank you for joining us here on the Darkcast, Jan. Uh, how are you doing today? Not too bad. Uh, glad to be here. We are glad for you to be here as well. Uh, what time is it? Where Where are you at? Where are you located? So we're uh, We're located in Ottawa, Canada. Which okay. Is Eastern time, so it's okay, about eight thirty here. All right, awesome. You're on Easter time as well. Um, I'm in Atlanta, and uh, Brian is scratching uh, yep. furiously. Um, but he's <laughs> Brian's in Jackson. Uh, Brian just got a new microphone today, so it picks up everything. It's, it's crazy. Uh, but anyway, uh, so so yeah, we're all uh, kind of late in the day. Generally, we do them about this time because uh, it works well with people on the West Coast. You know, it's right there at the end of the business day, whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I guess us on the the East Coast have to just stay up late or, or something. I don't know. Anyway, I'm, I'm tired. It's been a long day. So if I just say random things and, you know, please forgive me, uh, we'll, we'll, we should actually, you know, talk about things uh, relevant to, to video games. Uh, so if you could just tell us a little bit about what you do um, at Breakfall Studios um, and kind of what your, what your job title is, what your kind of day-to-day -day, uh, interaction with Starwall Just the Tip. Yeah, sure. Well... So, uh, so I'm a designer at uh, Breakfall, and we're a pretty small team right now. We're a group of uh, six people located in Ottawa, and uh, we're all kind of indie developers who sort of fell into it. We, uh, we all worked together on this project um, before Starwall called Marvin's Mittens, where basically none of us had actually had any official game dev experience. We were all just kind of people who were really passionate about games. A couple of us had taken uh, game development in school. And after finishing school, we all kind of 
got together and wanted to make this game. And uh, like our lead programmer basically only had web development experience. He hadn't done any game programming per se. And we did have uh, one guy who had a lot of sound experience. He worked for an Ottawa studio making games for a couple of years. And um, so we all kind of collaborated and tried to make this game not really knowing how to make games. Uh, and it turns out that trying to make a game engine and a pretty ambitious large game is a great way to learn about game development. And uh, you can learn a lot more just kind of doing it yourself than you can through school, I would say. Mm-hmm. It's a very kind of throw-yourself-in-the-deep-end approach. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we were doing it for fun. And like, don't get me wrong, it was a ton of fun. Uh, it was sort of... Um, Marvin's Mittens was our sort of evenings and weekends project for actually it ended up being a, a number of years. We, we worked on it for four or five years. It was just our hobby and uh, we finally got it out there, uh, finished it last year. Actually, I suppose I should tell you guys what it is. It's, um, it's a 2d side scroller um, that is about a boy who goes out looking for his lost mitten and, the, we were trying to do something neat with it, which is that there's no fighting, no death, no points, uh, anything like that. It's just purely a game about exploration, and mm-hmm. there's nothing in there that can hurt you. And it's just sort of, you follow the story of this young boy, and it's a very wintry, sweet, charming game that uh, really you can sort of immerse yourself in without mm-hmm. feeling that it's too video gamey. Um and yeah, so we finally got that finished. And as far as uh, the way that Breakfall works, is uh, we're all just sort of working from home at the moment. We don't have an office just yet, but uh, we're all super passionate about games, and that's what we're trying to make our living out of. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, um, I suppose I can tell you the names of the other people in the team. We've got Jason sure. Nunes, who's programming, Mike Keo on sound, mm-hmm. Andrew Jovain, who is another designer, and he does all of our UI stuff as well. Um, Angel Desjardins, who is our background painter and environmental artist, and uh, and Martin Goche, who is actually located in Toronto. So he's he's sort of collaborating uh, remotely. And on Starwall, we've got uh, Mark Pintar, who joined in on the programming front to uh, give Jason a little bit of a break, because he's our only programmer in Breakfall. Okay. Good deal. Um, so, uh, so Marvin's Mitten is that's the, that's the only game any of you have ever worked on before. Do you, does anybody have other kind of video game experience or? Any notable uh, titles or anything like that that anyone might recognize? <laughs> well, it depends on what you consider notable. But actually, uh, working on Marvin's Mittens did end up getting a few people a few jobs in the industry. It was um, oh, cool. Yeah, it was uh, because we knew so little, and then we kind of put together this game that you know, like you could play it, and uh, it was pretty good. Um, a few of us were actually able to get jobs out of it, and then worked on on some stuff since then. So. Uh, for example, um, I joined um, this local Ottawa studio that that's now closed down, uh, and and got some experience making an XBLA game called uh, The Undergarden, as well as an Xbox 360 game called Motion Explosion, which was uh, sort of like a Connect mini game collection sort of party game thing. Mm-hmm. 
I, I think uh, I remember the Under Garden. Yeah, vaguely. it was kind of a neat, neat game. Sort of like um, you have this sort of gremlin-y creature that you're floating around in a cave with, and there's mm-hmm. all sorts of physics puzzles. Mm-hmm. Um. Is yeah, it, it was, were, are there like a lot of like fluorescent kind of like plants and stuff like that? Am I is it kind yeah. of like a yeah. a dark foreground and is that am I remembering that right or am I just making that up? No, no. It, it sounds like you're making it up, but that's actually the truth. It was <laughs> it was a very sort of trippy, uh, zen sort of like yeah, it it was a game that really wanted you to kind of flow by and uh, smell the flowers. Mm-hmm. Um. E- okay. Yeah. I I definitely remember that. I just brought it up on um on Giant Bomb because they're they're a good website. We can't. You know, they're they're cool. Yeah, they're, they're front cool. front of the site. You know, front yeah front of the site. Giant Bomb. Anyway. Um. <laughs> um. So did you uh go to school for for game design or what were you kind of doing before uh working on Marvin's Mittens? Uh yeah it was um basically that was sort of what brought a lot of the team together it was uh so um andrew jobin and i both took uh, game development in college mm-hmm. and um so so we did that and you know got lots of uh experience and mostly programming experience we, we were both more in on the art side but ended up getting a lot more technical skills than we thought we would get uh which has come in handy for sure but uh, at the end of the program, we basically had this sort of open house thing, and we were showing off our final projects and everything. And that's uh, basically where we met Jason and Mike, because they were basically working on uh, Marvin's Mittens at that time, just as sort of a two-man team. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were very, very early in development, so they were looking for, like, hey, maybe some cool college grads would want to join us. And uh, sure enough, they did find a few people willing and uh, that's how the team was basically formed. And, uh, yeah. Um, it uh, it sort of uh, it helped out a lot. Because, uh, for example, like, uh, Jobin and I are not really the strongest programmers. But because we were able to be put into this environment where we were kind of on an even level with everyone else. Like, every skill you had became important. So... I have mm-hmm. uh, some graphic design experience. I can do some graphics. Same thing uh, with Jobin. And I had a little bit of code. So I remember I remember way back, this is now a couple of years back, like I was doing really, really basic stuff on the player class. Like, you know, when you hold the left arrow key, then you make him go left. And how do you handle jumping? And, like, we were building the levels really from scratch, trying to figure out how they work on sort of a base level. Mm-hmm. Um, Surprisingly complex stuff that you really take for granted when you're just playing games is when you're playing through levels and you're just like, oh, this is really cool. But when you get to the nuts and bolts, there's a ton and ton of effort that goes into making a game play smoothly and look great. So I feel like we were able to get a, a taste of that by trying to tackle it ourselves. So walk me through how you guys go from um, the Mitten game, which is you know, clearly, as you said, nonviolent pure exploration to this murderous rainbow space <laughs> death called Starwall, just the tip. Yeah, so, um, well, we were working on Martin, Marvin for a couple of years, and we would always be looking forward to this break that we have every year. 
not even really a break, but every year there's a competition called Global Game Jam, where you try to make a game in 48 hours, mm-hmm. which is okay. kind of crazy considering we spent like four years on Marvin. But uh, it, it's a really neat, fun competition that really puts your skills to the test, and it just makes you drop everything that's not important, trying to get a game just up and running and fun to play in mm-hmm. just a weekend, basically. Experience. Yeah. Um, and so in the Global Game Jam 2013, this was January of this year, uh, that's where we made Starwall. So we sat down as a group and we were we were talking about it for a couple hours. Basically, they give you all they give you for direction is just a one theme. So in previous years, it was stuff like extinction. Um, trying to, I think there was one about helping each other, and this year it was. Uh, just an audio clip of a uh, of a heartbeat, so like the boom 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 boom, and so lots of people came up with different heart ideas, and we were trying to figure out what we actually wanted to make for a good several hours. Like we were just sitting talking about what we, what do we want to make, like this no, and we talked about different sort of ideas. At the time, we were really uh, kind of obsessed with something. Kind of like co-op-y, sort of these silly flash games. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love co-op, and and we especially love this game called Get on Top, which is uh, also made by the guy who made co-op, Bennett Foddy. And that game is this ultra-simple flash game. It's uh, basically two people who are tethered together at the arm, and the only controls are sort of push, pull, and jump. And the idea is that you have to push the other guy so that his head hits the ground. And, so it's just... <laughs> and then it pops off. So... Uh, and then so it pops you, off. Yeah. Oh, that just got dark. Okay. Like, well, no, uh, no violence or blood. It's, it's sort of like stick men, basically. Okay. And when you win, the it actually makes like a poop uh, for the head falling off. And this was this game that we were pretty obsessed with, and we it kind of got us thinking in the mindset of trying to make a game that's just uh, competitive, but also really, really simple, really accessible. We love the fact that you could play that game with only three buttons. And we eventually started trying to adapt that. So we were saying, like, okay, we really want to make a two-player game. What is it, though? We were talking about doing unicorns, but then we figured that it might be a little bit too similar to Clop, which is the the version of Clop where you play as a horse. The horse. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so at and... what point did you... Like, how long did it take you guys to to drop the heartbeat angle? Well, <laughs> technically, the hearts in Starwall do actually beat. They they have a little. Yeah, I was gonna back. say I, I, that's kind of still there because the hearts are like that. That's what you're stabbing with the the narwhal horn. So yeah. there's probably a a more elegant way to say narwhal horn. It probably has like a scientific name, but we'll just call it the narwhal horn for our purposes. Um, <laughs> Sword of Doom. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Space, space. <coughs> space needle. Space needle. There you go. <laughs> the narwhal space needle. Yeah. So. Well, so as you pointed out, though, like we did basically drop the hard beat aspect, and we really just made it more about the heart itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. So we so we thought about like what else has horns, and narwhals came up, and uh, so then we were able to prototype an idea really quickly where you have just these. 
narwhals with uh, space needles, as we're calling it now, uh, stabbing <laughs> each other in the yeah, heart. You had that one for free. <laughs> now, 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 how or do they come from? Like, 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 walk me through. So, you guys, you came up with this obviously a very simple idea for the game jam. Um, Star Wall is it expanded? Um, where, where are these, where are these Star Walls coming from? What's, what's their story? What's their motivation for wanting to kill each other? In <laughs> um, we're still not entirely decided on that. I mean, it's uh, it's nice to think of them as just being sort of friendly some actually there was a german website that said that our game was a narwhal mating simulator <laughs> so it could actually just be that um but i mean who knows it could be just these narwhals going out for galactic conquest they could be you know sort of the romans just taking over everything but uh as narwhals sure <laughs> Um, so far, I'm not seeing anything, uh, on Wikipedia as far as narwhals trying to stab each other when they mate. Um, it's Freudian. But, yeah, no, no, it could be, maybe it's, uh, like two male narwhals vying for the attention of one female narwhal who's off screen or something like that. That, that could be, that makes sense, right? They've, they've already conquered everything. This is this is what happens afterwards. When there's nothing left to satiate the narwhal's bloodlust. This is this is the narwhal coliseum, as this it were. Is, this is this is the this is the narwhal apocalypse. Gotcha. All right, that makes sense. It, I think. Yeah, I think in like actual narwhals, they just sort of beat the horns against the horn, like they're just kind of clang them together. I don't know if they actually stab each other. Well, that's really just is. a missed opportunity. It's it's a tooth, so they're just trying to you know they're they're trying to taste each other. It's it's love. Yeah, it's all it's all about love. Um, one one thing the random factoid that we found out about is that the horn is actually not a horn. It's uh it's a tooth that grows through their face and just extends out like that. So uh, it's kind of kind of puts a little different picture when you think of it that way. That's right. Yeah. Seems like that would hurt if you had a tooth growing through your face, but I'm not a narwhal. Adaptation, so. sir. I'm gonna I'm gonna take you down the road of uh, of two year old programming right now. Um, I have a two year old, so I watch a lot of Disney Junior, and one of the, the the actual better shows on there is called The Aquanauts, and they had a narwhal episode, and the narwhals actually use that tooth to chip through the ice that uh, surrounds them in the frozen tundra of the north. So I hmm. imagine that tooth would serve to get them out of, you know, whatever, like, the, the, the frozen cold of space. <laughs> sure. And since revenge is a dish best served cold, they're perfectly suited to take it out on each other. <laughs> I love they're it. writing this all down. Totally. Uh. <laughs> revenge, best, best served cold. Got it. Best served cold. <laughs> <laughs> and then shipped with your narwhal space needle. Um, so, narwhals in space, though. So, you, you got, we got to, to narwhals, we got the, we got the beating hearts. Um, why, why starwhals? So, the star, the star aspect, I guess, came from just wanting to do something retro 80s-ish. Okay. Sort of cheesy, spacey, neon vibe. Um, part of it was actually inspired, I think, um, 
Andrew mentioned this, that he wanted the game to be playing on something that looks like the box art of a Sega Master System game. And that's sort of where we got the grid. Um, okay. If you look up Sega Master System uh, box art, it's basically all of them have this kind of cheesy-looking grid on the outside and then whatever artwork is going on in the middle. So he he really wanted there to be a grid involved. And once we had the grid, then we were kind of basically putting it in space. To be honest, I don't remember if that was just a time constraint because of the game jam. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's in space because you know we can make that a lot easier than any kind of other super detailed backgrounds. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, uh, just the tip. Subtitle. Yeah. Where, is that just because of the horn, or is there something, are, are you trying to say something more about narwhal mating practices? <laughs> uh, we kind of liked, I mean, it does describe the gameplay. If you hit the other person's heart with just the tip of the horn, then that's how you get that's how you get points that's how you kill the other narwhals uh but we did we did love the uh, the little bit of double entendre <laughs> and uh it's actually it's, people seem to love it like people see a game called just the tip and they're like they they immediately go in with a smile on their face and then they just start having fun it's a uh, it's a it's sort of an attractive feature that we've seen mm-hmm. um and uh I don't know if this is why, but uh, the game's actually... We've got a lot of hits on the site, and like we've got people all over the place playing the demo. And um, it's actually been banned from a couple of high schools. And we don't know if it's because of the name or if it's because the kids are screwing around in class. Yeah, I, I, yeah uh, I will tell you it is probably because kids were screwing around in class. <laughs> I, straight up, yeah. Because uh, most... Most teachers, I imagine, or at least the ones, uh, the like few that we have on staff, would probably find the just the tip kind of funny. But it's the fact that it would, they would probably be wanting to play this or talking about it or screaming about stabbing each other with their narwhal teeth, um, well into the classroom experience. <laughs> yeah, so probably because of that. But we consider it a badge of honor. I mean, like to be working on a game that's banned somewhere is sort of, sort of prestigious. Sure. In our, in our band because of fun, I could see that as being a good thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you do have you do occasionally have those games that used to get banned in Australia for having visible blood, or like the Australian version would have green blood. Mm-hmm. I think they did that for Mortal Kombat back in the day, didn't they? I think so. Yeah. It probably. Uh, sa- sounds like something. The sand that they gave you for the Super Nintendo. Hmm. What what sand in the Super Nintendo? In the Super Nintendo, they took out all kinds, of, all the gore stuff. Mm-hmm. And so um, whenever you hit somebody in Mortal Kombat One, sand would come out of them. Oh well, that that makes perfect sense. I had yeah, no idea it was sand. Wow. Huh. Yeah, yeah, it's sand. It's like magic sand, magic death sand, mortal <laughs> sand. So is 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 uh, is there a single player aspect, or is it just is it just the arena mode right now? Uh, so what we have right now uh, that people have played has basically been just the arena mode, but we are working on a single-player mode. Uh, so the main, I guess, inspirations for that one would have been something like Super Monkey Ball or Trials HD, uh, those kinds of games where it's really sort of maneuvering yourself to get to the finish and like very kind of careful motions, like trying to hit the targets, that kind of thing, um, putting yourself into these levels. And... Uh, We've got a couple 
levels in the works that are playing out pretty well. Uh, we're not ready to put them up just yet, but they will be in the final version for sure. Okay. Um, uh, I, yes. guess, I guess before we go any further um, and get too much into the game, uh, if you could just kind of tell us and the listeners uh, what exactly you're doing in Starwall. Like, what, what is the point of the game? How, kind of how does it control? What's, what's all that kind of stuff? Sure. Uh, yeah, actually, that probably would have been something good to mention. Uh, so <laughs> Starwall is uh, a very, it's sort of a very simple, competitive some people have actually been calling it a fighting game uh, where you have two narwhals and they have a horn and then sort of this little whale-ish body and you have to spear the opponents in the heart and nothing else matters basically. So if you hit them in the head or the back or the horn, you just sort of bounce off. Really all that matters is that one weak spot that you have to exploit and hit hit the opponent in. And um, it kind of lends itself because the heart is sort of only on one side of the narwhal it lends itself to this sort of attack and defense of one side of you is vulnerable, the other side is defensive. And this is sort of, you get into these narwhal dances in the game where uh, people are just trying to kill each other, but being very safe about it. As soon as you see people play the game a bit, uh, the strategies start coming out. But one thing that we really like about it is how accessible it is to random people. So we've had the game at a couple of shows. And the controls are basically just left, right, and the A button to move forward. Mm-hmm. So you could just throw this controller, or throw the controller into somebody's hands, and they can immediately start playing. They're flopping around. They're having fun. And then as they play a couple of rounds, they realize that there's a bit of depth to it. That you know, it, it can actually be considered a fighting game. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, this is the, the the dive kick of narwhal sports. <laughs> we would hope so. Um, I, I love Dive Kick. I think it's a great game. It's uh, it's exactly what I had been hoping for for a long time in terms of fighting games. Because uh, like, don't get me wrong, I love Street Fighter and and all those kinds of games. But um, for me, I really, really suck at having so many buttons to manage, and I'm really bad at executing combos. And that's something that's really important in those games. Uh, but I've always felt that really, when you're playing a fighting game, it, it it should be a battle of the mind, you know? Like, you're looking at your opponent to see when they're going to expose themselves. Then you want to hit them when they're weak. Uh, and Dive Kick kind of proved to me that you can do that with two buttons. Like, if somebody overestimates the distance on one of their jumps, then you punish them for it, then that, that's super, super satisfying. It's, um, it has all the mind games and the intensity of any other fighting game I've played, but it's the easiest thing I've ever seen to pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, if people want to look at Starwall in the same light as Divekick, I would be, I'd consider that an honor. Uh, really like that game. Really cool. And uh, we'll see how uh, how people respond to it when the, when the game's actually out. I'm not sure how the fighting game community would think of it. Well, I don't know if it's quite ready for Evo yet, but um, <laughs> from the amount of fun the people in your Kickstarter video look like they were having... Um, it certainly, it certainly looks like it's going to be a good time. Yeah. Um, yeah, people, uh, they're, they're able to immediately jump in and have fun. That's one of the things that we really want to keep in it. Like we don't, I mean, if the game can be played at a higher competitive level, that's great. But I think, uh, we really want to keep it accessible and fun for people. I suppose something 
more in line with what we'd be going for is something like Smash Brothers, where it's it's seen more as a party game, but there are the hardcore who still play it as a there, as a straight up fighting game. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there's always going to be somebody that you know that breaks down the. Uh, uh, especially if you're going to look, if it's being looked at like a fighting game, that's going to break down the frame data of uh, of the narwhals themselves, and you know decide that the uh, the cowboy hat costume gives them you know an extra half space, and that they're able to stab from afar with a super jump. There's always going to be those people. You can't get rid of them. But um, yeah. for, for for the average person to be able to kind of jump in there and and immediately get what they're supposed to do and have fun. I think that's that's not only the first hurdle, that's that's the most important hurdle. Yeah, we hope so. Um but about those uh frame data counting guys, I I think they're actually great in uh, in some ways like like on one respect they're super serious and stuff like that, but when you're trying to test a game, those are the exact kinds of people that you want to have like those people Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do the weird stuff like press the buttons at the wrong time, or try to glitch their way through a wall, stuff like that, and find all of the weaknesses in your game. It's really, really great if you have people like that helping you uh, bug test your game. Very, very helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't let me come off like I was disparaging those people. <laughs> they are wonderful folks, and I love all of you. Please don't <laughs> frame me to me. Yeah, we actually know this guy who who's into that so hardcore and stuff like Street Fighter that we actually call him Street Fighter Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and given that like, there's a Dan in Street Fighter and how ridiculous he is, that's that's awesome. <laughs> like he's that guy who just talks about Street Fighter at every point. And if you're like, oh, hey, you guys want to hang out with Dan? Like, like, who's that? And then you say, oh, Street Fighter Dan. Then they're like, oh yeah, now we know. Yeah, talk. God no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Dan. No, I'm, I'm busy. I gotta wash my hair. <laughs> um, so, do we have names for the narwhals? Uh, we don't officially. Um, okay. Well, what about unofficially? Unofficially, there was a Machinima video that went out a couple of months back where they named the pink and blue narwhals Remy and Franklin. And okay. we really like those names. They were pretty good. Uh, but we would still need ones for the yellow and green. Gotcha. Giorgio for the yellow. <laughs> I like it. There you go. That's, I think, yeah, Giorgio. Remy, Franklin, Giorgio, and, like, Bill. I, I was going to say Todd. Yeah, Paul. Todd. Yeah, Todd. You know, something, something simple, like, like Brick. Just, brick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's Brick. Oh, he's coming from behind. Oh, oh, he just got yeah, that, yeah, Break that just works. got you from behind. Break just got you from behind. Break With his narwhal space, space needle. A little bit of a funny eye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like Brick. Yeah, there you go. See, Brick. Free ideas. That's what we do here. That's, that, that is. That, that's <laughs> half of what we do. Brick Free and Georgia. Ideas. I'm writing that right under Write the... Write it down. Seriously, Giorgio. Yes. <laughs> and spell, spell Giorgio as completely obnoxious as you can. Uh, how how do you spell Giorgio obnoxiously? Uh, Start with a J somewhere. J- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Start with J or something. yeah. Don't start with it, like Giorgio. Yeah, I don't know. I don't <laughs> spell. I'm just an ideas guy. All right. Giorgio, <laughs> Giorgio yeah. and Brick. There we go. Oh, you, you might maybe like. 
like I'll, I'll I'll workshop that by the time we're done here because yeah, you, you, Frank you, is too close to the borderlands brick, and I you know nobody wants sure. Randy Pitchford coming after him. That's, oh that's yeah, true. yeah. Sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, we you don't want um um uh, what's the name of that studio? Who makes Borderlands? Holy crap! Gearbox. 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 Uh, I mean, you don't want them coming after you because you've already got double fine in your sights. Um, <laughs> and, and, and your stretch goals, you basically throw the gauntlet down. It's like, you know, you're, you're coming after um, <clears throat> double fine. Uh, send them a, uh, what was it, a, a nicely worded letter to let them know that they've been served if you make more money than them, which I'm, I'm totally behind. Um, but you just need to be ready for the, the backlash on that, uh, I would say. Um, but one thing I, I think in kind of looking at your um, you know Kickstarter page, one of the things that intrigues me most are the three gray pictures that uh, look like um, concept art, and you've got mm-hmm. like the uh, the space octopus or what I am going to call since we've got Star Walls, I'm going to call it the space octopus. Um, <laughs> and uh, there's like a giant death beam that's shooting a rock above it. And then there's uh, a dead narwhal that's like fallen into the ground. What what's the story behind that? Is that like what launches this all-out battle between the narwhals, or is that like what what are those pains depicting? Is that some sort of secret Assassin's Creed um, Subject Seventeen <laughs> stuff going on? Or well, these are the uh, the creations of our background artist uh, angel Desjardins, um she kind of just came up with these uh collaborating with uh with mike and uh i think they're eventually going to come together to make some sort of epic story people will be playing and then subliminally they'll see these different things and uh piece together some kind of epic story which i mean when you're looking at it this way it sort of makes sense like if you have the octopus coming in destroying a planet and then the narwhals escape on their own ship and crash land sure. onto that one and onto that other one. Then you can start. Then they then they you have start to together the revenge. Yeah, they, well, they, they've got to battle each other to figure out who's the strongest to then take on the um, the space octopuses. So you've already got a sequel right there. You've got um, Star Wars <laughs> Two: uh, Revenge of the Space Octopus. So space octopi. Space octopi. There we go. Oh yeah, forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, we, we got just the tip. We got to go with like space to pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so you can write that one down too. Yeah. Uh, just all, all free ideas. I'm writing everything. Um, I'm transcribing every word. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I've got a question about the the stretch goals. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the trillion dollar stretch goal on there, and I like yes. I like not only not only the forward looking, but the the hope that's there. However, for a hunt for for a trillion dollars, I think that you guys could afford to send more than just Andrew up into space with a <laughs> Well, you're selling yourself short. True, but I think at that point it might be a bit of an admission that it's a one-way trip, like going out with a, <laughs> in a blaze of glory on a narwhal. He's he's going looking for the space to pose. Okay. <laughs> We actually got one message uh, on the Kickstarter, which was hilarious. He was asking about the $1 trillion goal, and he was asking if the narwhal will be used to conduct some form of research. (laughs) (laughs) And the answer is? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would like to. 
I'm all for, for pushing the boundaries of science with uh, sending narwhals into space, but I don't know what you could possibly even research that would be useful to mankind. I just just the narwhal being there is enough. Yeah, that it's possible. And you look that's that's you you send the narwhal into space and you you show kids from now until forever that your dreams can be reached. Just look <laughs> at the narwhals. <laughs> um so I guess um let's let's get into you know some of the Kickstarter things. Um obviously you've been working on the game for a while. You created it with the uh the game jam. Why go with Kickstarter? Uh, well, basically, all of our development is sort of self-funded at this point. Like, we're all kind of working off our savings accounts and uh, trying to make ends meet and all that. Uh, and we've been working on it for a while. It's actually, we feel like this game is getting a good fan base and a good popularity online. Like, it started off as just sort of this Game Jam game that we threw up online. And uh, it's been gaining popularity since then. Like, uh, I, the first big thing that happened to us was that uh, Rock Paper Shotgun wrote about it, mm-hmm. and then after that, um, we started getting these kind of requests to have the game at parties, and we we're like, yeah, sure. So we would send it over, and it was at uh, Wild Rumpus in London, UK, and then from there, um, because it was there, then like word kind of spread, and then we got into Virgin Media Game Space, um, and also we got. We submitted the game to uh, Fantastic Arcade, which was this really cool uh, festival in Austin, Texas. And they actually uh, covered part of our flight to come down, uh, which was really cool. And they made—they uh, actually made the arcade cabinet that you see on the Kickstarter mm-hmm. uh, just for our game. So that was super exciting. And uh, yeah, we really feel like this is the sort of game that we want to push as far as we can and uh, just do a great job on. And part of that is does require some money. So uh, we kind of took some of the p- mistakes that we learned in the past with Marvin's Mittens, which had a, we had a really hard time kind of promoting it, getting the word out there, getting it into people's hands. Uh, so for this one, we feel like we've got a great momentum and we really want to just get some of the funds to help flesh it out, make it the best game it can be, and, and certainly the best narwhal combat simulation game that there has ever been. I want to take a step back real quick, uh, and I don't I don't want to be the most horrible American ever, but you guys have a place called Wild Rumpus? That is actually the name of, uh, of a gaming party group in, uh, in England. That is fantastic. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> actually, the party that we were at, it was, uh, it was awesome. It was called, like, they kind of have themes for their parties, and the one that we were put into was called Wild Rumpus on a fucking boat and uh <laughs> it was actually a gaming party on a boat moored in the thames river and they just had this crazy party like it, there's a great video of it uh, actually if you type in the name of that and you look on vimeo there's a great video of it just showing how crazy the party was they had like uh chipsel was the dj there and they had crazy music lights and they're playing all kinds of stuff uh, including Starwall, and they had um, they had that awesome PS uh, Move game called Joust. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's a real yes, game yes. or if it's just like a homebrew thing, but it was like it's that game where you're holding the Move remotes and you have to like hit the other person's remote, and it just has a basic uh, sensor that if you get shaken, 
then like you lose. But so you're trying to keep yourself still while hitting other people's controllers out of their hands, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a real game. It's uh, it's right now it's part of a package called Sports Friends, and we actually have one of our uh, one of our Dark Station colleagues. He likes to actually go out into the park with his Mac and uh, invite random people to play that with him. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And that's and it's for for such a simplistic idea. Um, it's again, it's one of those like real. It gets right down to the heart of the strategy of what's going on and and how you want to play your opponent and that kind of thing. Yeah, I think Jason had played it before, and he was telling us that some people were trying to use a shoe in their strategy. Like, they would take off their shoe and throw it at people. Yes. Uh, yeah, they, uh, they did it the first time at, a, I want to say it was at a, it was either at a PAX or an E3. <laughs> and I want to say it was actually the developer that did that, and he just he kind of loosened his shoe, and when the other, he was down to just the two of them, and he just kicked it out, and the dude immediately backed up and lost. That's amazing. So crafty, crafty. I I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to say I want to say like straight out, like I think you guys your Kickstarter page, um, if nothing else, it shows that not only uh, uh, do you guys kind of you know what, what it, I can't even say anything now. But it's, bleh, 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 bleh. Uh, Star Wall um, out there, better game contributes to Kickstarter. It looks great. I, I think you guys have quite possibly the best Kickstarter video I've seen in a very long time, and it's simply people playing your game and having fun. And mm-hmm. that that says more for the quality of what you're putting out um, than a hundred just dev diaries could ever do for what you're doing. Awesome. Well, thank you for saying that. Um, yeah, we're really happy with the video. It's um. It's really tough to actually try to come up with something that you think will appeal to people. We wanted to keep something really short and to the point, and, and like you're saying, just showing people having fun with the game. Because uh, that was actually one thing that happened. We were trying to, we were doing these business meetings, and possibly trying to find investment for the game. And we met with these people, and we kind of showed them the game, and like we just had a straight up gameplay video, like no crowds, no reactions, no nothing, mm-hmm. and. Um, and one of them was saying, like, oh, I don't get it. Like, this is just sort of this weird floppy fish, narwhal game. Fish. What's going on? <laughs> and um, and then this other guy, he'd actually heard of us before. And he saw one of the videos that we had on, or sorry, not that we had online, but there were videos on YouTube. Like, if you search Starwall, there were a bunch of people playing the game. And he was just like, yeah, why didn't you guys show one of those videos where everyone's laughing and screaming at each other while playing the game? Like, that's how you're selling the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he had a really good point. Like, when you look at the game, it's not necessarily... I mean, you don't get the intensity from watching a video that you do actually being in a crowd watching it or playing it yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's something that we kind of focused on. We're like, yeah, actually, you know what? People playing the game is the best way to sell it, I think, just to show how much fun people are having with it. And so, yeah, we just wanted to make a video basically just about that. So all those videos that you saw were filmed at this event called Gamer Camp in Toronto. And, um, yeah, it was just an all-weekend-long event, and we had lots of people coming in to play the game and figured that'd be a great time to show people what it's like. Did you guys get to keep the uh, the arcade cabinet? No, we didn't, oh. unfortunately. But we're going to build our own. We're going to keep it and uh, possibly bring it down, like, 
go on tour with it. I don't know. There, we have lots of ideas. <laughs> I like that. First, we've got to make it. Then we got to get it busted up old van, throw it in the back, and then just go wherever. Uh, just just have a, a, a gaming van. Get like one of the um, those VW buses and just pimp out the inside, have like two arcade cabinets in there. And then you just pull up, open the door, and just have arcades there. Like, just go to random random high school parties. <laughs> that would be just amazing. Like, just like Bill Murray. Just show up and crash and be like, hey, we're here with the Star Wall. When the game won, <laughs> you just have one dude reach over and like pound the van, and the door slides open, and it's just Star Wall, and then everybody has fun. Exactly, that'd be awesome. We would totally love to do that. I mean, it's probably not great to do it here in Canada because it's getting pretty cold up here. Uh, I don't know how it is where you guys are, but yeah, I'm not, in Florida. Not it's, we don't cold here. It's like sixty degrees. I, I'd probably die up there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, you got said, Tim Hortons, so I'm immediately jealous. Sorry, I said, but you have you have Tim Hortons and Timbits, so I'm immediately jealous. Oh, you guys uh, actually know about that? I feel like oh, most yeah. people in the states just have Dunkin' Donuts, and then they see Tim Hortons, and they're like, "Oh, that's Dunkin' Donuts in no, in Canada." I've, I've, heard, I've heard legendary stories of uh, of the, the Timbits. Um, I, I've not heard legendary stories, but I think I saw one, um, displayed in an episode of How I Met Your Mother, uh, when they went to Canada for, like, half an episode. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they went to Vancouver, right? Uh, I think so. Um, but, uh, anyway, anyway, uh, back to, you know, the whole, like, Kickstarter thing, people can back you, that sort of thing. What are... Uh, backers paying for what are uh, what is their money kind of going to what are they funding if they back Star Wall? Sure. Um, so yeah, basically it's covering development costs for us mainly, uh, which includes stuff like software. Um, we're all working with this uh, tool called Unity, mm-hmm. just sort of like the new big uh, game engine going around, very popular with indie developers. Um, and like the Unity Pro license costs fifteen hundred bucks per license, so you know for for a team it's a it's a bunch of money to put out there. Uh, also, one big thing that I don't think we touched on yet is that we want to bring the game to consoles. So we want to bring it to Wii U and PS4, mm-hmm. and uh, and there are certain costs uh, associated with development kits for both those consoles as well as extra stuff. Uh, I mean, we're not through the process yet so we're not sure how much they're going to be but I mean the development kits alone can cost a couple thousand bucks a piece um, and on top of that uh, just I mean sort of more boring stuff like legal legal stuff accounting and, and whatnot just sort of keeping the business running um, and I mean if there's anything left over like we do mo- the majority of the money will be going directly to funding development for the game making it bigger and better um, but I mean, if there is some stuff left over, we would love to go to more places to promote the game. Like if we can get it into more people's hands, like if we can go to PAX and stuff like that, um, GDC, maybe someday Evo, that would be really cool. You guys, you guys got to get somewhere. Cause this is definitely, it's a, this is one of those crowd games where you, you throw it out there and you get enough just word of mouth going and it's, it's going to take off. It looks super fun. Yeah, it seems like, uh, I mean, 
we're really trying to chase down every single opportunity. Like every time uh, earlier on, somebody was asking us, "Hey, can we have the game here? We're having a party, this and that." Like we would send it all over the place, and you and you really never know who you're going to meet. Like uh, it was because of following one of those that we were actually put in touch with uh, our rep at Sony as well, uh, and then from Marvin's Mittens, that's how we met uh, our contact at Nintendo. So it, it really is. You know, you got to follow everything you can and just basically show up to everything. And uh, I feel like if you can't, then, like, you're kind of missing opportunities or at least potential opportunities. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, one of the big hits for us was uh, the guys at Achievement Hunter did a video on Starwall. And uh, those are, like, they're from uh, uh, Rooster Teeth. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, they were doing this uh, versus video, and they were talking about playing Pokemon because they had just come out, and then they're like Pokemon, Pokemon, and then they decided like partway through the video, like, no, nah, that's gonna be boring. Like, let's play this instead. And then they're playing Starwall, and and that was huge. It was um, that was one of those big gateway hits for us. That like the YouTube video, I think, got over half a million views, and then suddenly we had a huge surge of traffic coming to the site, and. Um, and then, yeah, we were eventually contacted uh, by Steam as well to be on there. And that's that's basically the biggest hope that we can have for any PC game is to get on Steam. Mm -hmm. It's uh, just such a huge audience, and uh, that's really where we want to be. And uh, it, pretty exciting stuff, too, coming out with the, uh, with the Steam box and whatnot coming soon, like streaming from your PC to your couch, basically. So... Um, I mean, when most people think of a PC game, they don't think of like a local multiplayer uh, versus game. But we think that that might be changing soon, like with the Steam controllers coming out, being able to stream it to your couch so that you can just play with your friends there. I think uh, we're really just trying to get the game everywhere. So, we, I mean, that was sort of the main inspiration for the game anyway, like the way we like to call it like a couch gaming experience, like the kind of thing where you sit down with your friends laugh and yell at each other sort of the same things that you would have had playing street fighter back in the day or mario kart or or smash brothers all that kind of thing so yeah we really wanted people to be playing this game on their couch and uh if we can do that then we'll be super happy yeah and um what um what do backers get as as far as rewards what what kind of stuff do they they get for back in the the game? Um, so we've got a bunch of stuff. So the main one that most people are getting is the nine dollar reward, which uh, basically gets you a pre order on the game and early access on Steam whenever we get it up on there. Um, and then if you go fifteen bucks, you get the soundtrack. And then as you work your way up, you can get uh, pins, uh, poster, T-shirts, uh, and then there's sort of like the high rewards. Uh, the cost a bit more like starting at 200 bucks you can put your face in the game on the kickstarter page you can see that we've created these riders on the narwhals that have these little space helmets and you can actually one of the rewards you can put your face in the game and then that'll be a selectable costume for everyone to play so you're sort of immortalizing yourself in the game they looked terrifying <laughs> <laughs> Also, I have to say that I really like the the Jordy LaForge narwhal. Oh yeah, I mean, not that a visor is directly 
copying. Correct. Right. No, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not I mean, you know, it's not. Oh, I'm just saying that for our own yeah. for our own reasons. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, I could definitely see if you were if you think that's inspired by Jordy LaForge. That's definitely reasonable. Um, yeah, we're gonna make tons of costume pieces. So that's another one of the rewards too. You can you can donate. You get the reward. You'll tell us what costume you want. Like if you want a samurai, or if you want. I don't know, maybe if the narwhal itself is also an astronaut. I have no idea. <laughs> but, yeah, it's really uh, whatever you want to do. Um, if you go even higher, too, then uh, you can design one of the levels or one of the arenas. So we've actually got one backer uh, who grabbed that one, so that's going to be pretty exciting. going to be pretty interesting to work with somebody uh, to put something into the game like that. And, um, and then beyond that, you've got, uh, if you want to create one of the backgrounds, like if you want to submit a concept or, a, or an idea to our background artist, then we can put that in the game. And, uh, and finally, we have the Gigaballer reward, where we, we deem you to be a super nerd baller, where you basically get everything, and we will also order you a pizza and eat it with you on Skype. <laughs> that, that's a fantastic reward. Uh, nice. And so I, I got to say, the one I'm most interested in is the one where you get the poster, um, the one from the the side of the arcade cabinet, because uh, that's that is rad. Like I don't think there's any other word you can use but rad. Um, <laughs> how much do I have to spend to to get that poster? Uh, that one's a seventy-five dollar reward. All right. Put yourself down for a narwhal. Yeah, poster. I, I may need. I may need to be getting me a narwhal poster because that. I guess that, that. I mean, that's just. It it so epitomizes that whole '80s look that you're going for because you've got narwhals and there's flames and there, there's electricity. It's like, and it's like narwhal it's just, blood dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, <laughs> um, so I, again, can't really think of anything to ask you. I think it's time for the end game, Brian. I think we should say? All, All right. right. So we're like, uh, like we, you know, we kind of discussed in the beginning, we're, uh, we like to end our interviews with a bit of a, of Jonathan dying apparently in the background. Yep. But uh, yeah, once he gets past that, uh, we like to end it with a bit of a questionnaire. Uh, it's inspired cool. by Inside the Actor's Studio, and we call it the end game. A uh, little bit of gaming, a little bit of uh, really dark soul-searching, so uh, we'll start <laughs> off easy and then get get progressively uh, harder. Is um, it going to be so, trivia? No. no, no, this is all, it's, it's your personal opinion on matters of gaming uh, slash other things. So there's, sure. no, there's no wrong answer. There's just answers we can laugh at. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. First, first question: um, Who is your favorite video game protagonist? Who's your favorite video game good guy? Ooh, um, I'm gonna go with Donkey Kong. We, okay, all right, nice choice. Um, flipping that coin, who is your favorite antagonist? Hmm. Oh, antagonist. That's a that's a tough one. So many of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, jeez. I'm going to go with uh, Golbez in Final Fantasy. Oh, Four. excellent choice. Okay. Absolutely. And he, oh, man. Good job. Okay. Uh, question number three. 
Um, in the eventual Star Wall spinoff, what's the animal and what is the what's the the space term? And you can't you can't use space to pussy. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I mean, you well, can't I mean, the real one, yeah, but for this answer, it's already been real life, but not for right now. Uh, I think it's going to be Cosmic Rhinoceros. Got to keep the horn theme. Okay. Okay, okay, so we're sticking with the horn theme? Okay. Makes sense. All right. All right. What's the subtitle? Ooh. Uh, Ramming Speed. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. All right. Question number four. Um, what's your least favorite slash overused uh, game myth- game mechanic or theme? What's your what's your least favorite thing about games, or what they what they tend to do the most that you don't like? Hmm. Uh, oh, geez. Uh, I mean, there are a few. Probably the the quick time events in recent years. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that or painfully obvious tutorials. I think there was in, that, in one of the, uh, in, I think it was actually for Killzone, the new one that was like, you have an enemy shooting you, and then the thing on the top left corner says, "Kill this guy." I was like, "Yeah, thanks." That one out, but... I, I couldn't have found my way out of that bag. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Um, question number five: um, If you could attempt with. No reservations. No, you don't need. You don't need anything. Uh, you know, whatever you want to do. Um, if you could attempt another profession, what would you like to try? Um. Huh. Interesting. Um. Maybe. I would like to be a chef. I don't know. I think. I enjoy coming up with random concoctions, and I feel like if I could actually do that professionally, that would be pretty cool. But there are a lot of prohibitive costs to like opening a restaurant and stuff like that that'd be super fun i'd put hot sauce and everything <laughs> even the desserts oh. hey yeah. so ch- chili and chocolate that's that's the way to go yeah <laughs> uh and finally our last question um at the end of our lives when we come to the gates of the mushroom kingdom and uh, toad is there with the book of our deeds uh, what would you like him to say to you? Uh, well, I mean, I'd like him to let me in, but uh... get your bitch ass out the way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he actually talks. I think he would just go. Ah! Well, okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume because it's my question. I'm gonna assume that he can actually formulate words, <laughs> and that it doesn't come out sounding like Fran Drescher. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I think yeah. If he would say, "Come on in, man," like then that would be good for me. And then invite me into some kind of like cloud pool, cloud hot tub, something like that. I don't know. I don't even know what the mushroom kingdom would have to offer that I would be interested in because I actually hate mushrooms. <laughs> I don't. I don't think anybody there actually eats mushrooms. Mario oh, does. No, well, that, well, I take it back. That's right. They, well, you know, Mario's, Mario's a foreigner, man. Maybe that's like a faux pas. Maybe they treat mushrooms like they treat cows in India. Well, I mean, have you ever noticed how much the Goombas kind of look like mushrooms? They all do, yeah. 
So what if he's just at, what if he's eating like Goomba babies this whole time? Oh man, <laughs> that's a little darker. Yeah, I think horribly wrong. Okay, yeah. So he could talk. Okay, so you want to come in? Done. We're we're gonna end that here before we start getting into like the pita of uh, the mushroom <laughs> kingdom and start offending all kinds of people with uh, with our anti mushroom talk or, or or possible mushroom propaganda. Uh, well, that, but that's, that's... it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Those are all six questions. You did a fantastic job. Thank you. You passed. Awesome. Yes. I yeah. know it's a big big weight off your shoulders. It is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jan, well, thank you so much for joining us tonight and talking about Star Wall, Just the Tip. If you could just let our listeners know where they can go to find out more information um, to uh, to kind of lead us out. Yeah, sure. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Um, if anybody wants more information, we've got our Breakfall website at breakfall.ca. And if you want to find out more about Star Wall and also play the demo right in your web browser, you can go to starwall.com. Oh, that's simple. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah. again, thank you. And, uh, yeah, have a, uh, a good rest of the night. And uh, best of luck on, um, you know, getting your Kickstarter funded. Hope everything goes well. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. It was fun.